Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, Gainbridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder Gainbridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today at Gainbridge.io. Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player they can count on to help. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like rent or groceries. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit aflac.com to learn more. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, here we go on a Thursday, back from a vacay. It's great to be here with a little cold nonetheless. Live in Los Angeles, it's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you for making us part of your day. A lot of choices out there. It's great to be back. Went to the beautiful country of Canada, British Columbia with friends. A lot of good food, a lot of good views. It is great to be back. I read, you know, when you're on a boat, you got some time. A little fishing, a little kayaking. Um, And so I came back and I thought, oh, I've got some big kind of big macro NFL topics. And Sean Payton... Handed me a lead. Uh, it's good to see you, buddy. Thanks for filling in. It was outstanding. A lot of fun. Glad to have you back. Well, um, so I, I had the great pleasure of working with Sean Payton for one year. He sat on these chairs and joined me most Mondays during the football season. And I've said before, I've never learned more about football. And that is uh, no knock on any previous guest I've had. But it it was really for me. I'm a curious football fan like many of you. I've never learned more football in my life from the conversations, the dinners, the coffees, the moments on the air and off than I did with Sean Payton. And he took over a mess in Denver. And Jarrett Bell, an excellent uh, columnist and reporter for USA Today, talked to him yesterday and Sean Payton un. (laughs) This is so Sean, it's great. He unloaded on the situation he took over. Let me throw up a couple of the quotes. It's so authentic. He said, it might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. There's 20 dirty hands for what was allowed, tolerated in this frickin' training rooms, the meeting rooms, the offense. I don't know, Hackett, a lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. He didn't just flip. He still has it. This BS that he hit a wall, shoot. They couldn't get a play in. They were 29th in the league in pre-snap penalties on both sides of the football. Sean Payton continued. It doesn't happen often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed. And that happened here. 
part of it was their own fault relative to spending so much blanking time trying to win the offseason. The PR, the pomp, the circumstance, marching people around and all this stuff. Everything I heard about last season, we're doing the opposite. He continued on defending his quarterback, Russell Wilson. This wasn't his fault. This was the parents who allowed it. That's not an incrimination on him, but an incrimination on the head coach who was here, the GM, the president, and everybody else who watched it all happen. (laughs) It's smoldering. I can feel the heat. I absolutely love Sean Payton and the confrontation to it. He's flawed. He's right. Nothing he said was incorrect. There's no BS. There's no waffling. Um, It's pulp fiction. They got a mess on their hands and they called in the wolf. If you want to fix a culture, you got to nuke the old one. This is not a remodel, a tweak here and a tweak there. It's a total rebuild. Hackett was completely over his skis and the GM from that team is still there. This may have been strategic. But the older I get, the more I like this. We live in a world now where the mob is constantly seeking an apology. People are easily offended. Yes, actions do offend me. Words rarely do. Dana White said, shove it. Right in the middle of COVID, I'm going to lease an island. Don't like it, don't watch. It's why one of the many reasons I'm going to another UFC fight this weekend. He's a man of action. Flawed, imperfect, but doesn't cower when he gets criticized. Deion Sanders, I said it a couple of weeks ago. Not everybody has to blow up a football program like him, but it is a way to do it. Deion Sanders walked in and said, there's the door. Most of you stink. We're blowing this puppy up. You're bad and have been for a decade. You know what? Dana White, Deion Sanders are not perfect. They've made mistakes. Welcome to being human. I love this from Sean Payton. If you're easily offended in the NFL, uh uh-oh, he stepped on toes. Whose toes? Hackett was completely over his skis, and nothing he said was untrue. I love it. And and something to think about. And I've heard this from coaches for years. Lane Kiffin and I had this conversation eight, ten years ago. The more money in sports, and now the Saudis are in, They're offering soccer players a billion dollars a year to play. A billion. A B. The more money in sports that is granted, given, furnished, and paid, the more production and results are demanded and more urgently. It used to be as a college football coach, you got three years guaranteed, and if you got fired before the contract ran out, the media was outraged. Now, if you go to a USC, and I'm talking college and LSU, got to be around that playoff by year two, or you get ripped, and boosters start complaining, and the AD has no choice but to listen. And in pro sports, billionaires used to be worth $400 million, maybe eight. Now they're worth $20 billion. Rounding errors. $30, $40 million coaching contracts are simply rounding errors. They write them off. They get you out the door. Sean Payton has to win, and he's got to win urgently. He doesn't get a warm-up year. He's got to completely nuke this mess, and I love it. The more money, the more things are demanded, 
the less time you have to fix it. Dion knows it. Dana White knew it. Sean Payton knows it. And you know what? Sean's got what we do have down here. I spent a week in Canada. They are lovely people. Not much of an edge. We've got an edge. Our stars have an edge. They have it in Hollywood. They have it in sports. They have it in tech. They got it in Wall Street. We got Musk and Zuckerberg want to fight each other. Whatever. It's us. I love this. Confrontation head on. Make people uncomfortable. Don't apologize. Don't be consumed if you offend people at every turn. Nobody's perfect. They make mistakes. Full speed ahead, and the winner will be the Broncos locker room, the Bronco fans, and the people who cover them. This is the Sean Payton I went to dinner with. <laughs> I love it. Unleashing the Jarrett Bell, who's on the show later. So, as we go into another football season, and I know sometimes I'm viewed, uh, uh, you, you think I'm, you know, I picked on Baker Mayfield. I was right. But be that as it may, you felt I picked on Johnny Manziel. And a lot of you feel like uh, last week, man, you were really tough on Justin Fields. He's 5-20. and 20. What do you want me to do? We're going into year three. But Aaron Rodgers is different because Aaron Rodgers is great. And about seven, eight years ago, I started saying I, I don't like his body language. Uh, I hear things in the building. I've been doing this for a long time. And I started about a seven-year journey on, I like Aaron a lot. He's great. I'd vote him in for the Hall of Fame. But some of his problems, some of his failures are on Aaron. And nobody wants to say it. The rest of the media have come around, I think, to piggyback on many of my comments. But, but I am a believer in redemption. I am a believer that people can change. And sometimes they need a new environment. And I got tired of Aaron in Green Bay, constantly droning on about retirement, not being engaged in the offseason, going to a darkness retreat, then shock when he came out, didn't give the GM an answer on what he wanted to do, and they moved off him. I got tired of that, Aaron. That said, I still always liked him more than Favre. He's smart. Uh, there's a coolness about him. I'm not cool. Maybe I look up to cool people. But I got tired of him in Green Bay. But Aaron Rodgers did something, and it's not a small thing. He took a $35 million pay reduction this week for the Jets. Folks, that's not a shave. That's a brand pivot. <laughs> okay? That, that is a realignment of your priorities. That is saying, I want to win. Brady did it. Breeze did it later. That is saying, I want to win games. I'm going to sacrifice. I made a bunch of money. I've never seen an owner give back 35 million bucks in any sport. They fight for every dollar. I think it's incredibly thoughtful, unselfish, and frankly, it does help you win more. You can get a couple more players. I know, I know, I know he's rich. I've seen a lot of rich people. They don't give money back. Sure as hell don't give 35 million back. Not in my lifetime. And I still have my issues with the Jets. They have an impulsive ownership group. I have questions about the O-line. A lot of their good young players are good young players. The division's brutal. The AFC's a monster. There's stuff I worry about. I do think Sala's great, but he is a defensive coach. It's an offensive league. But this is Aaron looking in the mirror and saying, you know, 
I probably was a little disengaged in Green Bay with the young players. He leans into he leans into all the young Jets, saying, you know, I kind of droned on about retirement. Aaron now doesn't want to talk about retirement. Aaron saying, you know, I did take the most money. That's not exactly the way to win. Aaron saying, I'll give some back. I like this Aaron. Didn't always love him in Green Bay. Admired his talent. Didn't always like him as a leader. Some people need a new environment. Some people need a new change. Green Bay doesn't have an owner. There's not a lot to do. You can't go to the grocery store. It's different. It's not all easy. New York is tough, but if you win, they love you. Here's Aaron on the realignment of his priorities. The team gave up uh, significant uh, pieces for it just to be a one-year deal. Um, I'm aware of that. Anything can happen with my body or with the success we have this year. But I'm having a blast, so I don't really see this as a one-year-and-done thing. Change can be difficult, for sure, uh, especially when it's that drastic, 18 years in one spot. But if you can lean into it and embrace it, uh, there's some really beautiful things on the other side. Credit where credit is due. I don't need to question his motivation. I don't care what his motivation is. I'm not interested in his motivation. Credit where credit is due. This is not a shave. It's a brand pivot. It's a realignment of priorities. It matters a lot. I like this, Aaron. How about that? We don't, we don't need to drone on, speaking of droning on, about the Jets much anymore. I'd like to see some actual W's for the first time in 11 years. But this is not a little thing. It's not little. Do not think it's little. I've been covering sports for 30 years. I've never seen anybody give back $35 million. Owners don't do it. They don't. They always talk about players being loyal and players winning. All right, write me a check for 35 mil. Captain, Stubing. Yeah, they don't, ever, under any circumstances. So I like it a lot. All right, it's nice to be back. I am kind of congested here. You know, I was out fighting uh, the elements. <laughs> Sorry to be obnoxious. More than usual. Uh, good to have you back and good to be back. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD, H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. 
Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. You're now entering the no-bull zone. Spencer, uh, sponsored by Credible. Great rates with none of the bull. I want to circle back uh, to Sean Payton, the new coach of the Denver Broncos. And when I was uh, gone last week, I had a lot of time. I was on a boat with a friend. Had a lot of time to read about the NFL, and we'll get more to this later. Denver's really one of the teams uh, that is really intriguing between the Chargers and the Broncos. I know I love the Chiefs. I got my questions on the Raiders. I don't know what to do with these two. I'm going to watch the injury reports. Maybe that'll give me some answers. I love both quarterbacks, even though one came off a bad year, Russell Wilson. But this is important. Russell Wilson is somebody, and he's got a quality I like, is that Russell Wilson, and I know everybody's cool, is not really concerned with um, – he's got a Kirk Cousins quality, and the more I watch that Netflix special, Quarterbacks, the docu- docu-series, the more I like Kirk Cousins. He's not cool. He's a family guy. He cares about his kids. He cares about his community. He's not worried about cool. He knows what he is. He knows what he's not. There's an earnestness and a genuine quality about Kirk Cousins that I really, really like. And Sean Payton takes over a team, and a lot of people bailed on Russell Wilson. Some people think he's cringy, he's not a guy's guy. Some of it's jealousy. He's rich, he's good-looking, his wife's, you know, gorgeous, his kids are beautiful. It's the American dream. There's a lot of jealousy out there in all professions. But um, I want to go back to the Sean Payton quote defending Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson never lashed out last year as everybody, even me, was critical of him. Sean said on Russell Wilson's performance last season, that wasn't his fault. That was the parents who allowed it. That's not an incrimination on Russell, but an incrimination on the head coach, the GM, the president, and everybody else who watched it all happen. If you go to the numbers last year, beyond just Russell Wilson, the Broncos did nothing well offensively. They allowed the most sacks. They were awful on third down. They had the most penalty yards, points per game. They were awful at everything. It's not all Russell Wilson. And what Sean Payton is doing there is what uh, the late Robin Williams did to Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And I don't think Russell thinks it is. But it's always been a delicate balance between vulnerability and confidence for for pro athletes. It always has been. You'll watch a golfer fold in the last four holes of a golf tournament. A great golfer, a Greg Norman. You'll watch an amazing golfer lose his mind, get what they call the yips, can't hit a putt, can't chip. 8,000 rounds, forgets, forgets how to chip. It's a delicate balance. I watched A-Rod once drop to eighth in a batting order during a playoff series. I think it was against Detroit. He lost it. He couldn't hit. It was A-Rod. At the time, he was the most talented player in the game. It happens. And all last year, nobody 
Not one time did Russell Wilson fire back at the critics, fire back at the heat. He took all of it, which is exactly what you'd want a franchise quarterback to do. He didn't get defensive. He didn't get snippy. He didn't get snarky. He didn't point fingers. He took all of it and deserved a lot of it, but took all of it. He didn't go to the podium on Wednesday, hat backwards, trying to be a cool guy, a snarky guy, not his game. And there's two things that are going to make Denver good this year. One, Sean Payton gets Russell Wilson back to being Russell Wilson. And two, getting the guys in the locker room to believe him. And a lot of guys probably bailed on him. A lot of guys, this is the NFL. You get about a six-year window to make your money. Guys aren't patient. Owners aren't. GMs aren't. Players aren't. Not a lot of loyalty in this league. Almost none. I get it. I got years to make money. NFL players got four to six years. So there, this is the classic, it's not your fault. He's not only building up Russell, he's sending a message to that locker room. Don't blame the quarterback. Nobody could have succeeded with that coach, those decisions, the pom-poms, the PR nonsense in this division. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Let's start, Colin, with your favorite quarterback, Joe Burrow, next in line to get a massive extension. Yeah. Justin Herbert got five years, 262 mil. So then the question becomes, what is Burrow going to get? And here's Joe Burrow talking about his contract extension. The point I'm at now, I'm I'm one of the best in the world, and if I just continue to improve every day, I'm going to I'm going to help myself a lot more than if I I set these goals for myself that are that are tangible. I'm focused on getting a deal done that's good for us, good for me, good for the team, good for everybody. It gets done when it gets done. Do you see a thread here in the NFL? Jalen Hurts humble, Burrow humble, Herbert humble, Mahomes humble. Do you see kind of a thread here? Aaron Rodgers, new Aaron Rodgers, giving back. Love the team. I'm having a blast. Quarterback is leadership. It's not just, hey, I throw a good football. That's why you and I say, is Jalen Hurts going to be as good without Shane Steichen? I don't know, but I love the guy. Wait, you left off one guy in that list who who signed this year. Lamar Jackson. I think he's humble. You think you don't think he is? Well, he he I, he didn't say any burrow. I didn't mention goals. him because I mentioned on oh, top okay. of my head I mentioned Yeah, yeah. Hurt. I mean, I I just he he wanted a lot of money. Remember, no, no, he wanted no, I, full guarantee. Yeah, but I don't think when I watch Lamar Jackson play, I see a kid who's all about winning, um completely committed, frustrated, worried that his injuries will negate his career, but I don't I don't see Lamar Jackson as cocky at all. So but with this quarterback with this window to make money in the NFL. Yeah. Seeing, you know, other position guys struggle to uh sign well, lengthy contracts. Yeah. Uh, shouldn't these guys maximize get whatever they can? I I'm not a believer in that. I I again, I'm a capitalist like everybody else. But I have never, when I've got into a negotiation, I've never made money the ultimate priority. I want to get paid, but I want more time off. I want to be able to uh, get certain people on my staff. There has to be more to life than money. And I'm, again, I I have pivoted off. I've changed in 20 years. First got in the business, get me mine. But over the course of time, I figured out, don't be a dummy. 
It's better to have a bigger staff, smarter people, happiness, be joyful, not bitter. I think these young quarterbacks, I've said this, we're very, very lucky in all of our sports right now that most of our stars, I mean, imagine you at 23 and I gave you 100 million. Could you have handled it? Of we're, course. No I think problem. we're really lucky to have your Jalen Hurts, your Burrow, your Mahomes, your Herbert. And like Herbert's saying, like, there's value to not always getting everything. Yeah. It's it's okay. You don't need every last dollar as a pro athlete. How about Lionel Messi turning down the Saudis? A billion dollar offer comes to MLS. And by the family way, family happy. How, now he gets to bring his dudes over. How uh, great has that been? I mean, talk about exceed expectations more than a goal a game. Unbelievable. All right, next up, uh, let's go to Mac Jones. Boy, this guy. Yeah, one of your favorite quarterbacks who I I still don't understand. He made a Pro Bowl as a rookie. Was quite bad last year with a uh, shaky offensive coordinator. Anyways, uh, he's talking about the 2023 season and gave an update about his relationship with Coach Bill Belichick. I think we're good. I think the biggest thing that we, we've all talked about is just having a fresh start. Um, I think there's a lot of learning experiences uh, from last year that we've talked about. And uh, this year, it's all about just working together, right? You got to come up with a plan and then obviously talk about it and then execute it. So I'm excited for that part of it. Uh, really just for me, just trying to be really consistent, uh, try not to you know ride the wave and just stay my course. Uh, and hopefully everybody on our offense feels that too. I think Coach O'Brien does a great job laying out what we do well so far. And we're going to learn every day what we do well. And then from there, you just keep moving forward and execute the plan. So uh, definitely excited for that. You know, uh, did you like that or no? Again, okay. it seems to me that uh, speaking from a leadership perspective, mm-hmm. us, we okay. do well as a group. We, so, you know, obviously people know you. They come up to me, everyone. What's yeah. it like working with Colin? Yeah, How is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's sure. your relationship? I've never said, I think we're good. I've <laughs> never said, I think we're good. Matt Jones opens with, how are things with Belichick? I think we're good. <laughs> you, did, you did that really... Well, you, I, I you think that's nothing? Well, I Belichick, think we're good? Well, Belichick didn't have dinner with Brady for 20 years. So I think Bill, he's also a defensive coach. So he's not in the he's not in the meeting rooms with him. Bill's different. It's, it's Bill's not warm and fuzzy. That's not who he is. I, I, he is... I mean, it's just... You know, Bill's mm. just different. He's not a warm, fuzzy guy. I think some of these defensive coaches, Belichick and Brady, uh, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, uh, Brian Flores and Tua... It's just different. Defensive coaches grow up in sacrifice and collision and play hurt. And offensive guys grow up in this sort of community of choreography and I need this and can you get me that? Uh, They need protection. So I I just, if you're looking from warm and fuzzy from Bill, I've given up on that, but I can still think somebody's great if they're they're not always uh, patting you on the back. So I, uh, I'm looking at the Patriots schedule now. Um, They open with the Eagles. It's not easy. First game. And then they go play the genius McDaniel and uh, Tua. He's probably going to be healthy for well, me, that, too. They're, and they're, then they play Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I know. And not. then they, they go to Dallas. And then they play New Orleans. Colin? It's a rough schedule. Listen, 0-5 is certainly in play for the Patriots. Don't scoff. Like, no, they, no. I think they're underdogs in all those games. Yeah, I do, maybe, too. Maybe not the Saints game. That's I, I'm not disagreeing. I, I think... When you play really great teams in the NFL, some of your production has to come off script. And so if you combine Mac Jones's inability to make stuff happen off script and the wide receiver tight end group, which is not a group that can create stuff off script, you have to coach and play perfectly in New England to win. Garrett Wilson can just 
bust open a play. Uh, uh, Jalen Waddell, uh, Tyreek Hill can just bust open a design play. Stephon Diggs has that. Josh Allen certainly has that. So when you get into these great matchups, go to the Super Bowl, Mahomes with a bad leg runs 40 yards or 30 yards. Is that New England's issue is not that they don't have talent, but they don't have off-script offensive talent. And so you have to coach perfectly. They're going to have to score on 11 play drives. And by the way, so does Kansas City and so will Dallas. But occasionally, C.D. Lamb will rip off a 60-yard play. And so... I look at New England as a team that has to win a certain way, no turnovers, fewer penalties, time of possession. You can win nine games. Good luck on the AFC winning 13 with that way. Yeah. Uh, final story is the U.S. women's soccer team. Boy, you know, they, they look okay against Vietnam in the opener, and they just look downright not good for long stretches against Netherlands yesterday, uh, giving up a goal in the 17th minute. But then uh, in the second half, Lindsey Horan got tackled uh, in the box and um, then headed in a corner kick following the tackle. And uh, they ended in a 1-1 draw. Here's the uh, incident. Yeah. You love that fire, right? I like it. A little trash talking. And then I literally like 30 seconds later on the corner. Bang! That was an awesome goal. That was a great... I don't gr- know. Listen, you win two... Two, two World Cups in a row, and you're kind of marked. Everybody's gunning for you. Oh, they're giving no, their best. It's You're getting um, everybody's best they, match. They, they don't look as dynamic and dominant. And it's early. You know, they're working in a lot of new pieces. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm on a soccer thread with some guys who I play soccer with, and a lot of questions about, like, what are we doing at halftime? Like, there's legit concern that, well, you know, that we're not— we don't look like the team to beat through two games. Yeah. You know, not World Cup, you've got, you know, your group stage and then your knockout stage. And over the course of time, you can tweak it a little bit. You generally know what you're getting going in. And we knew that we had, I think, I think 14 new members on this team. So it was a work in progress. So this was never going to be fluid and beautiful from the beginning. What you hope is just over time, attrition, mm-hmm. you can just kind of stay alive, stay alive, stay alive. But um, they're trying to do something that's never been done. I don't think anybody's ever won three straight World Cups, men or women. Yeah. So we, we, we knew this was a transition year. Like, we kind of felt like we talked about it with the Warriors this year. Young guys, old guys, can you bridge the gap? It was hard. They got to the playoffs, but in the end, yeah. it was all the young guys in their prime for Denver that rolled over people. So, so. they got Portugal next. That'll be a they'll, – they'll handle Portugal, and then the knockout rounds come, um, which are going to be – a little more thrilling and maybe nerve-wracking than we thought it would yeah, be. Yeah, I think yeah. it's great. Yeah. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Did you see the uh, the Angels went late last night mm-hmm. to the White Sox, and they went and got a top-line starter and a reliever? Artie Moreno's giving his shot. Yeah, since the All-Star break, Angels playing excellent baseball. They're going to they're gonna roll the dice. They gave up their top two prospects. Angels said, you know what? They weren't getting a ton of offers because Otani's such a weird guy to trade for. Like, how many players can you, if you give up too many players, starters, then basically you're back to being the Angels where you need more top end starters. So the Angels last night, big move with the White Sox, got a top line, and their pitching's not been good. They haven't had since Jared Weaver feels like the last ace they had. It's been about a decade. So they went out and traded away prospects and said, we're going to roll the dice and see if we can keep him. So very interesting for them. Hey, Mike Trout stayed. Ichiro, Joe Maurer in Minnesota could have gone to the Yankees and other teams, I believe. Some guys just want to be comfortable, and they, they like where they're playing. What's more interesting to you, Otani gets traded or stays? 
Well, what's more interesting is he stays. The Angels try to make the playoffs in the last couple of weeks. If they do, then you get a second. I mean, this has been interesting. Then you'd get a second run. It, it, the the Otani situations that we talked about this. Baseball's different. Soccer stars, NFL quarterbacks, and NBA stars. We hold it against your legacy if you don't win a World Series or if you don't win a championship. In baseball, Ernie Banks, Ted Williams, Barry Bonds, uh, Tony Gwynn, Ken Griffey. Go, go through the names of guys that did not win a World Series. Nobody holds it against them. Nobody holds it against the kid, Ken Griffey. Ernie Banks, Barry Bonds, Ichiro, Yaz, Rod Carew, best hitter of my childhood, Don Mattingly. Again, I think I said Ted Williams. Baseball doesn't hold it against you if you do not win a World Series. If you're a great player, and Otani's the greatest individual talent I've ever seen in baseball, and the Angels aren't getting a ton of offers because he's such a unique player. He's a star pitcher and a star hitter. What do you give up? Like, nobody's quite sure. Do you gut your farm system? Well, how many, how many prospects do you have to give up for him? Seven? Well, you just gutted your farm system. You need some of those cheap guys coming up because you're going to pay him $700 million. So the Angels aren't getting the offers they wanted. And I think they're saying, we're going to go for it. And, and Ichiro stayed. Mike Trout stayed. Joe Maurer stayed. Baseball has a, there's two sports, golf and baseball, with a lot of downtime. Hockey is so fast. Football, they've eliminated mostly huddles. Basketball, you're up and down. Soccer. But golf and baseball is a lot of downtime, and the sport can completely get mental and get into your head, and you can see great golfers and baseball players go into the tank after a bad at bat or a bad hole. And so I think the mental part of it, look at the Padres this year and the Mets. They tried to buy relevance and wins. They bought stress and pressure, and they've tanked. And so I think, you know, there's a lot of baseball players. They like the habit, the drive to the ballpark, the familiarity with the stadium. Their family's happy. Their friends are around. Mike Trout, Ichiro, Maurer are like, no, I'm good here. I'm good. I'm, I'm comfortable. I've got my, I'm a creature of habit. Baseball players are more than any athletes I've known, superstitious, creatures of habit, uh, continuity. Uh, so I think they, I, I, that was a big, big swing last night. Apparently the Angels, since the All-Star break, I'm told, have the best record. So they're playing really good baseball and they went and got an ace and they went and got a, a top reliever and they're going for it. And it, it, he is a very, he's like two players. He's like an ace and Aaron Judge. What do you trade for him? Do you gut your franchise to bring him in? I mean, that's, you'd essentially have to give up, like, you thought Rudy Gobert got nine guys. What does he get? I mean, seriously, well, I don't even know what you give up. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein. On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Saturday, it's baseball night in America on Fox. Giancarlo Stanton powers the Yankees against the Orioles or the Rays battle the Astros or the Red Sox take on the Giants. Saturday at 7 Eastern on Fox. Check for the game in your area. So when I was uh, on the five-day vacay, uh, last couple of days especially, especially you saw all sorts of extensions and player salaries, the Saquon Barkley stuff, the Aaron Rodgers giving money back. So we're officially now really into football season. Um, what is clear, I, as I read over The Athletic, which is the subscription sports writer site, uh, what's really becoming clear as I looked at all the previews is the conclusions are more defined than I can ever remember. As the sport, due to safety concerns, has protected the quarterbacks and elevated the quarterbacks and protected offensive players outside of running backs, uh, it has been to the demise of running back salaries, but it has been uh, a surplus for quarterbacks and wide receivers and left tackles. Uh, they've never made more money. They've never been more important. And what I found with all the predictions I was reading is I don't think I remember a year when a division was more clearly defined, all of them top and bottom. We can argue about second and third place. Those are good arguments to have. But if you go through the division overwhelmingly here's how they landed on what I read over the last five days the first place team would be the Bills based on their their talent uh, they drafted to their weakness offense uh, and the last would be the Patriots they just don't have offensive players in an offensive league that separate 
AFC North, the Bengals are the overwhelming favorite and should be with their offensive surplus. The Browns, you know, you can argue about who's going to finish in last, but ownership, quarterback, there's a lot of questions about the Browns' direction going forward. Uh, and I think people like the momentum late in the year with Pittsburgh. And as J-Mac has pointed out, there's a lot of believers in Baltimore from PFF to a lot of data that love the Ravens this year. In the AFC South, People like the Jaguars easily to win the division, maybe the best record in the league. And the bottom is two teams with new quarterbacks, Texans and Colts. AFC West, overwhelmingly Chiefs win it, Raiders are last. If you go over to the NFC, again, there's almost a unanimous understanding. The Eagles will win the division. They should best roster easily. Commanders are last. New ownership hopefully helps. Then in the NFC North, yes, the Lions are the favorite. Best offensive line have shored up their defense. A lot of momentum, probably best roster. Last place, Packers-Bears will battle for it. We don't know if Justin Fields is the guy or Jordan Love. Uh, Fields has shown promise. Love, we just have no proof. NFC South, Saints overwhelming favorite. Can't argue there. Derek Carr in that roster. Easily the class in terms of personnel in the division. Bucks are a mess. They'll be in the uh, running for Caleb Williams. And then in the NFC West, similarly, Niners easily best roster. Cardinals easily weakest roster. So there's some arguments at the bottom of a couple of divisions. Uh, the, the ones that I struggle with, I'll give you an example, Miami and the Jets. I think Miami's got an amazing coaching staff. I think Vic Fangio may be the best defensive coordinator in the league right now, older guy. Uh, and then I think Mike McDaniel's brilliant and their offensive personnel's excellent. But I look at the Jets, Aaron Rodgers now pulling back on salary. What I worry about the Jets is the offensive line. What I worry about Miami, a big concern is Tua's health. I've said if Tua plays 15 games, I'd give it to Miami to potentially win the division. I think they have a stacked roster. You don't have to have a great O-line. The Bengals didn't and got to a Super Bowl. You don't have to be a great O-line or run team. Uh, so that's a really interesting argument. And to me, I'm going to watch camp. Who's healthier coming out of camp? Somebody's going to go down. You know, if if all of a sudden Bradley Chubb got hurt for the Dolphins, where's their pass rush? If Garrett Wilson, you know, tweaks a knee and is out for four or five weeks, early schedule for the Jets, that's not good. He's an emerging star at wide receiver, and Aaron needs one. Uh, the other battle is Denver against the Chargers. And I know people all through the Chargers building. I like them. It's not a humble brag. I just like them. But I have been the last two years very reluctant to embrace them. Um, and it's not because I don't like the personnel. But it's just the, def the defense in the middle has been so-so. And, you know, I got trust issues with the Chargers. If you've lived out west, you got trust issues with this franchise. And then there's Denver where new owners – New coach implementing a new system. I think Russell Wilson will return to Pro Bowl-ish level form. I don't think he's Mahomes or Burrow or Allen, but I think he's going to become a top 10 quarterback again, somewhere between like 6 and 9, 6 and 10 is my guess. They do have good talent. They short up the offensive line. Then you go to the Chargers. The Austin Eckler thing's a little unnerving, but the Chargers don't have a lot of flaws outside. Interior D-line is okay, not special. Uh, they don't have a lot of issues other than we never trust them. Nobody shrinks in big spots and loses more weird games than them. I think the best division could be uh, the 
AFC North with Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. If Cleveland's fourth, that's a really talented fourth-place team. Miles Garrett may be the best edge rusher along with Vaughn Miller in a decade. I mean, the guy's unbelievable and unblockable. But Pittsburgh last year won seven of their last nine when Kenny Pickett kind of figured out light bulb went on a little bit. They don't lose when T.J. Watt plays, and most of Pittsburgh's best players are healthy. Baltimore is stacked, but of their top players outside of Mark Andrews, most have a history of getting injured. Cincinnati, I think, is the class of the division. Uh, but again, a lot of that's on Joe Burrow and an unbelievable receiving core now with better protection. So, it, But it, did, it really did appear to me as I looked at it the league is becoming more defined and more quarterback and coach-based. If you've got a star quarterback and a competent coach, I'm going to take you to win the division. That's kind of what has happened. And we also know if you don't have a great quarterback or you have quarterback chaos or quarterback youth, and we don't know about your coach, Raiders, Arizona, you're last in the division. It feels like it's becoming more defined and clear. And the arguments are now between second and third and not first and second or first and fourth. Could be wrong. That was my takeaway on five days of reading about the NFL. Jalen Ramsey, by the way, carted off at Dolphins camp today. Jason will have it in a next hour update. That's the thing I just said a minute ago about, I said, uh, Bradley Chubb. So th that's what I'm looking at with Miami Jets, Chargers, Broncos, Ravens, Steelers, those number two and three arguments. I'm going to watch camp. I'm going to see what happens. An injury to a key player. If Garrett Wilson goes down, knee issue for six weeks in that schedule. I don't feel the same about the Jets. Jalen Ramsey's now carted off the field. That's a thing. By the way, less than 12 hours after Aaron Rodgers got his new contract, Dalvin Cook will be visiting the Jets this weekend. It matters. <laughs> you think? I mean, but we don't have to rush Brees Hall back now from uh, injury. Remember we, the, we don't have to. I can say we. Uh, do, can I? We. Can I say we? We don't have to. I can't say we? Joe Hayden was on here yesterday saying we for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, well, he does play in the he, league. He did. He's not currently with them. Come on. I'm an honorary Jet up here. We. <laughs> we I don't mean, have to rush. At least I call. Back. I try to be at least reasonable with USC yeah. football. Unreasonable with the Jets. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we are looking forward to the show today, aren't we? Uh, Brock Heward, Nick Wright, Jared Bell, who broke that story with Sean Payton. Good final two hours coming up. Good to be back. It's the Herd. Hey, hey. It's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. 
As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.